Hi, I'm Jack Draper. Welcome to Exiting Through the 2010s. Uh, with me is Tyler Harford. Welcome to Jack. <laughs> or this is such like an iconic phrase. It's like, oh my god, it's like trying to yeah, fit it in so well. But yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm here. Uh, as always, these stunts are performed by trained professionals. Uh, what's mm-hmm. your don't try this here? at home. Don't podcast. Don't podcast at home. You know. Yeah. But, uh, trying to fit it in well. We've been training better. years for this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, years of watching Jackass. Yep. Uh, crazy. The podcast is in 3D. Can't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How does it even work? <laughs> we'll be the equivalent, at least. No, the podcast is actually in 4D. So <laughs> when you're listening, uh, you might get a little wet or mm-hmm. hear the wind uh, blow by you. Yeah. Who knows? I, I guess like 4D would be like uh, in the metaverse. You know, like people can project in front of you, so it's like you're having a conversation that you just can't per- participate in um, in the future. We don't acknowledge the metaverse on the podcast, Jack. No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> Even though our bed was right in community. Yeah, <laughs> I need to rewatch that show. That that show's great. What show are we talking about? Community. Community? Oh, Abed, yes, got you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, uh, what have you been watching recently? So, what I've been watching besides uh, the topic at hand today. Of course, the topic, yes, yes. yes. It's very, we'll get to that. Um, okay. <laughs> today, I went and saw the new 35mm print of the conversation. At the music box. Nice. Oh, not the 35mm print of Jackass number two. No. Not, um, not ready yet. Yeah. yeah, they're still working on that restoration, um, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, the conversation. Uh, saw it with uh, friends of the show, Matt Sapola and Michael Snydell. Um, and yeah, it was great. My first time I'd never seen it was uh, Coppola Blind Spots. Uh, got dirty with. Uh, Hackman and Friends. Very young Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, you know, fits perfectly with the uh, 70s theme. Yeah. Yeah, ex- recently. Exactly. Yeah. Came out a great time. Oh. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that movie in, like, a decade. Uh, definitely would love a rewatch. Um, my dad... Used to burn uh, DVDs we used to get from Netflix onto our family computer, and I think I watched this because um, I have it. I had it downloaded on my dad's iPad, and I had always heard like the movie's very important, and it's like a classic. When I was first getting into film, it's like, oh yeah, wait, this one's just like on here for us, and I didn't really understand it, but I wasn't confused either. Yeah. Well, what I will yeah. say about it is. Um... From what Michael was telling me, he said uh, the audio restoration is significant. He's like, uh, from when he had watched it before, it did not sound like that. You were not be able to hear the different um, mixing, uh, which is very important to the movie. Mm. Um, and especially in the opening credits, like with all of them. That's pretty. Yeah, so definitely recommend. I don't know if they're gonna. 
put out this new restoration on disc. I, I assume they will. Um, if they do, I recommend checking it out. If if it's not at a theater by you, I wonder who would put it out. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to remember what studio it was. I can't. Maybe Paramount, because I know The Godfather was Paramount. Yeah, this came out the same year as Godfather 2. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Both nominated for Best Picture, I think. Wow. Yep. Yeah. You know who else? Uh, favorite of mine, of course. Soderbergh, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Brockovich and, and Traffic. Yeah, now mm-hmm. they got the double director nomination. Wow, yeah. I mean, 74, I was looking, that's just a crazy year for movies, because you have both of those, uh, Phantom of the Paradise, De Palma, um, California Split, yeah, it's a lot of good stuff. I think you have, um, A. Cassavetes, it might be Woman Under, under the Influence, mm. I think, yeah, but, or Opening Night, but, um, right now... I think maybe the best thing that I've seen recently is uh, A Year of Living Dangerously. It's going to be taken off Criterion soon. And I'm trying to get through all the Peter Weir movies. That's one of the filmography and filmographies I'm trying to complete this year because it's like not that many movies and all of them are good. <laughs> you know, like Truman Show, Banger, Picnic and Hanging Rock, Banger. Like I've mentioned Last Wave on here. It's really underrated. And this one is like yeah. maybe the worst I've seen of his, but it's really, really good. Um, okay. It's just like this uh, journalist going to Indonesia, I think it is, um, and sort of investigating political uh, undoings over there and then slowly falling in a romance with Sigourney Weaver. Uh, Mel Gibson Gibson is the uh, head journalist. Yeah, really, really good. Okay. Yeah, the only weird I've seen is Dead Poets Society, uh, which I really loved. Yeah, so the only weird I've seen is uh, Masturbator and Commander. I mean, Master and Commander. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, not... <laughs> oh my god! No, no, no. I, I, I've seen Dead Poets Society and I've seen Master and Commander, but uh, yeah, that that weird. Uh, still the, a blind uh, spot. <laughs> the adult version, which is newly added on Letterboxd. Okay. There you go. Also, uh, starring Paul Bettany, crazy. That's 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 why. All right. (laughs) That's that, but no, that that one I I do really want to see. And uh, you know, I haven't seen Witness. Um, It's so weird. I remember being babysat as a kid, and Mm -hmm. um, our babysitter was watching Witness, and I just remember like (laughs) some Amish, um, like scenes and i was like what is that and my dad was like oh i think that's witness and I was, so i haven't seen it since i was like five and i was like only playing a kid but um but no that'll be a fun one to revisit like um fearless i've always wanted to see so like you know yeah i feel like he's he's a filmmaker who's always been like very well regarded but not like overly talked about um yeah kevin month is is here with us today oh yeah lovely to have you Thank you. Yeah, I was that third mysterious voice talking this whole time. <laughs> yeah, we love it some... when folks are uh, talking before they're introduced. No, that's encouraged. But if you have anything to shout out they've watched recently. 
I mean, honestly, I, I just been keeping it simple. I mean, I'm always, I'm not really a completionist, and I am very interchanging in mood. I mean, I did been watching some black exploitation and Japanese film, but really just mostly been rewatching Orphan Black and um, been catching up on uh, Star Girl, which is probably the best so far in my opinion of all those DC CW shows. Mostly because it's not really wow. much of a CW show. They still have that. HBO Warner Brothers budget to an extent, but hmm. it's like it's it's not like those other shows that are padded to twenty two minutes, or not twenty two minutes, uh, twenty two episodes. So it's like you're you're stuck with filler. It's they're all very congruent on one storyline without much filler. The only real filler you'll probably see is maybe a poor subplot that happens here and there. But it's the action's good. It's 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 very focused and it's honestly what keeps it great is like what was great about the other CW shows were that like for the first two seasons of Arrow when Jeff Johns was show running like mm. that's when it's at its peak because Jeff Johns knows what he's doing I mean listen Black Lightning's first three seasons were really great because like they were also focused on one storyline it was 13 episodes they weren't padded out they were very focused stories and that's what I liked about them but yeah, I mean, like, also I've been watching Buffy with Tyler <laughs> as yeah. well. Sick. Yeah, that's yeah, that's my fun. Free watch, and uh, he's on his first watch, so that's fun. Nice. Yeah, that's yeah. a cultural blind spot for me too. Oh, Buffy! Yeah, the best. I love Buffy. It was always like on my radar. One of those shows, like, honestly, like The Sopranos recently, where I'm like, all right, I finally knocked out The Sopranos. Now I'm like, all right, it's time. Let's let's do Buffy. So mm-hmm. uh, Kevin's guiding me through it. I'm, we're still like halfway through the first season, but yeah, that's that's a fun one. And that's a show yes. that um, after the first season, all of the seasons are the usual like WB slash CW 22 episodes. Yeah, um, but even some of the filler episodes are actually really good. Um, mm-hmm. There's also like multiple story arcs that extend more than one episode too. So it's like, for example, in season two, there are two and a half story arcs. So it's like half seasons in a sense. And you'll notice that too. Right. So even the filler oh, cool. may be just only one or two episodes. Yeah. 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 That's all. Yeah. And like, that kind of reminds me of the way TV used to be structured with seasons. Like, um, 24 27 length uh episode seasons mm-hmm. and now it's like i can't even imagine that just like viewership is so uh, different i guess and seasons are like... so so much more condensed i mean because yeah, I, mean... I think the popularity of miniseries is have something to do with that too i mean yeah because a network show would run from the fall like september all the way to like may <laughs> yeah it's pretty wild yeah. Because mm-hmm. they'd have a mid-season break in the winter, and they'd just show shorter shows, which is like what Abbott Elementary is right now. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I meant to, to catch that. Yeah, that's I hear good things. Definitely catch up with it. It's so going to be only 13 episodes because of the fact that it's a mid-season show. But I think mm-hmm. it'll be picked up and become a Next season time. will probably be the full length. Yeah. Prime time, which I'm hoping because that's a really, really wonderful show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it's picking up where, like, The Good Place and, like, Parks and Rec left off. Or, yeah. Like, Superstore. Is that the vibe? Yeah, it's very mockumentary style. It's very... It's very grounded. Oh, cool. Um, I will say... Isn't it another Mike Schur? 
No, it's not Mike Schur. It's uh, no. it's all oh, um, okay. uh, it's from uh, Quinta or Quinta. I forgot her name, but uh, she's from she used to write for the Black Lady Sketch Show, which is also very fantastic. Got it. So, yeah, yeah, and you and actually you mentioned um, being a completionist uh, and like how you're sort of sporadic with your viewing, and I'm I've always yeah. been that way too. Um, that'll sort of be like, oh, I haven't seen a Peter Weir movie in a while. Like, I should really catch up and see, like, where um, something I want to see from him is is available. And now I'm trying to be more completionist this year. Like, my whole yeah. thing is completing filmographies that I have either 12 movies to go or less. Mm, or, I feel you. like, starting them that have 12 movies or less. Because mm. um, I feel like that's pretty manageable. And, like, I can get that done in under two weeks and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of. I'll say I kind of am a completionist. Like, <laughs> as you know, like w- last year I watched the entire Soderbergh filmography, which is <laughs> an undertaking. Took me a few months, but got it done. There yeah, you go. yeah. Um, and and uh, is it right that you've done Bride of Paul and Spike Lee together? Yeah, those were the two I did. Yeah. Well, the two long ones I did before that. I've mm-hmm. done many directors, but those three are pretty long those are the long undertaking i don't yeah. have much bike left so that's definitely on my list too um yeah do you know which longer one you want to do coming up or is it just a few ideas in your head so i'm kind of eyeing when you're on the spot i know okay. um yeah like uh, surprisingly it, one that you're like i gotta finish this person or do you want to start someone you haven't seen anything from Either way, I mean, yeah, either way. It, like, obviously I've seen a lot of Spielbergs, but there's a lot I haven't seen, too, so. That'd be crazy if you were like, I haven't started anything. Super. Yeah, I've never <laughs> seen a Spielberg movie, yeah. You know what, start with Munich. Start, 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 start in fresh. But... Yeah, start start from always. That's, uh, there you go. Yeah. Just start with Ready Player One. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um... <laughs> But yeah, before we attend these stunts, uh, let's hear from Kevin uh, how you first got into film and where your passion first started. Yeah, honestly, it's always just been there. I mean, my passion has always been music. It still is music primarily, but film is something I also truly, truly love. Mm-hmm. A lot of what I watch and also sort of like... Do you think you can... Do you have like a gateway film that really struck a chord with you? Oh, easily. Um, I think... Honestly, Back to the Future probably. That's the one that really like stuck a chord with me in 2000 when I was like in eighth grade. Plus, like um, a lot of the Stephen King adaptations as well, because I was a big Stephen King fan. Because I would... don't mean to interrupt, but I guess I am. Um, <laughs> um, I was listening to an interview with uh, Stevo, and he's like, hey. "Back to the Future. I love it." And that's what also got me into skateboarding, and. Uh, I, I started skateboarding within, I want to say, half an hour of walking out of the movie theater, having seen Back to the Future yes. Part 1 in 1985. Right. And um, there was a skateboard like on my street laying around, I think maybe in someone's backyard or someone or something in the neighbor's backyard. Thought nothing of it. But I came out of that movie theater and went straight to it. I got my, it was this little yellow banana board and uh, I just started messing around with it. You know, that was, I was, I was living in London, England at the time. And uh, that was spring maybe of uh, 1985. And 
I played around with skateboards. I got one for Christmas yes. that year, and it, it was a Veriflex Ramp Rat. The Ramp Rat, which is a feature at the beginning of that video that you just kindly mentioned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The untold story of Steve-O's skateboarding career. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it's been told. Sort of wanting to be the center of attention. Like, yeah, that's really funny. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just. And Tony Hawk, of course, but yeah, uh, pro skater. But where no, are you yeah, at so. on the uh, sequels, Back to the Future? Oh, I mean, I, I love the second one, and I'm I'm indifferent with the third one. It's a good movie. It's just there. I mean, I can't hate it for what it is. Whatever. It's okay. there. I, I've I been holding out on I, watching them, but I, I, I gotta go finally to, yeah. do it. No, you gotta. I just don't go back to the third yeah, one. You gotta watch it. It's like you, it's like you watch it. It's fine. You, what it is, what it is. It doesn't like, have the momentum. Like you, yeah. But it's like, unless you really love it, there's no really need to return to it. That's true. Um, that's a, that's actually, as a kid, thing. I used to like part two a lot more than part one. But like yeah. now I see that one is, is clearly better. I think I just like the idea that there was another 2015 as 2015 was actually happening. It's like, whoa, oh my God. Yeah. I think that's around the time when I first watched them. A big thing here in Chicago was uh, 2015 was like when the Cubs started really getting good. Oh, yeah, that's right. And, and yeah, in that's Back to the Future, too, it predicts yeah, they win in 2015. Yeah. And they didn't win that year. They won the next year. But mm-hmm. was so close, yeah. Peop- yeah, people were talking about that. Yeah, no, Back to the Future is it. Like, and like you said, like I, I also grew up watching a lot of like concert videos and stuff like that because I used to go over to my friend's house a lot and – he grew up watching a lot of like horror movies and um, as well like hard rock performances. So when I was at his house, I mm. saw things like in third grade that I just loved, like Cliffhanger, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Predator, um, Dead Silence, Sick. like King Kong. Like he showed me a lot of movies, right? A lot of good horror movies and a lot of concert videos like um, ACDCs. A couple of their uh, concert videos from the 80s, um, Metallica, stuff like that. So it was always just in my radar and different types of medium. I only really started to explore more drama-based probably 2012, 2013. Not... Nice. You're like around the time of Bad Grandpa. I think I'm going to find it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because like I feel like that would be kind of funny if we started like marking time like uh, – from we when each jackass came out, it's like exactly right. <laughs> no, you watch a lot of uh, you watch a lot of concert movies. I I like to watch more myself. Yeah, um, well, like watch, yeah, there's an art and stuff like that. Just, just there's an art to that. that I feel like uh, a lot of directors would. I would like to see like their staff at it. Like, I feel oh, like there aren't the... many as made that right now. That Robert Edgar coming from concert big directors. <laughs> See, I feel like Robert Edgar's could really direct a kick-ass hard rock concert movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah, like kind of related to Spike. Uh, or, oh my god, kind of related to Jackass, but I feel like Spike Jones would would make it pretty cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. But speaking of, you have like, what's? I would love to know your history. This isn't the best idea ever. <laughs> When Time Magazine called 3D the future of movies. Three, two, one! We doubt this is what they had in mind. 
and taking it to a whole other level. Yep. Look pretty happy about it. Me and the boys are about to do a little duck hunting. I did have a couple last night, so uh, this ain't gonna feel too good. Now I'm gonna check in. Have five. Jackass. Oh, dude, Jackass has always been like part of me, man. Like MTV was a religion, and so in in my in my community, in my neighborhood, amongst my friends, MTV was a staple. You could not go into any house without MTV being on. It was a freaking religion. And mm -hmm. even my house as well. So everything would be on and anything that would be relative to Jackass, reruns of the old TV show, um, and the, uh, a very edited version of the movie, um, Wild Boys, Viva Bam, even later mm -hmm. on with the Unholy Union little miniseries that he had with his wife, Missy. Um, like everything in that relative, like- It's it interesting. So, so the spinoffs were just as popular as the original show well to in us your because community. because because yeah, mtv yeah, yeah, yeah. was just because mtv was just everything to us we would watch everything i mean for me it was everything bro uh on mtv we had room raiders we had next we had all these weird ass uh game shows that we all loved they had some um like true life which was on some deep shit you know with um <laughs> some like celebrities trying to make some guys like real oh no i was made i was thinking of the show yeah made where they made some kid popular. Like I remember Killer Mike made some kid in New Jersey like popular by making him do a, by allowing him to do a rap song with Chameleon Air. That was a fun episode. And wow. uh <laughs> But like yeah, like MTV was just I don't know cuz like my generation, you know, I mean Tyler's closer. I don't know how you are too. Like we're I'm 27, so I'm 22. Yeah, so Tyler would understand that my generation is very close to um MTV as a whole. That was in terms of reality TV, that was our bread and butter in terms of anything, really. Because they still had music videos. They still had... Cribs. Cribs, yeah, Cribs, bro. Like, it was, yeah. was like, Pimp My Ride. Um, it was just a treasure trove. Uh, so much great stuff. Yeah, man. Like, it was just a treasure trove. Like, obviously, I'd watch other stuff, too. To, but, like, like I said, like, so Jackass was always there. Remember, I had, I've had this... I bought the second movie, and I still have that same copy of the second movie. So, uh, I bought it when in 2008 at my local record store and um i remember watching the third one in theaters which was a fun time until the end when uh <laughs> when my friend miguel was like we we're just fucking around and he's like yells out jackass and then uppercuts me in the nuts and then uh <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and um yeah that was fun um no, I actually fell down. It actually hurt. Um, but it says, "Don't try this at home." Yeah. Yes, no. But we weren't at home. We were still in the lobby yeah. of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right, so right. We didn't really, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't Fine like we broke the rules. Yeah, the asterisks. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, and it, yeah, that's a, that's a good point about like generational differences. Because um, like I didn't really know what this was. Like I had known mm -hmm. the name Jackass. Like I think I'd. Heard the lo I had seen the logo. Um, 
I knew the names Johnny Knoxville and Steve-O, like, as personalities. I think yeah. I may have seen them as, like, entertainers or, um, like, comedians, but I didn't know what this was. Well, they were or... also very embedded in the skateboarding community, too, so I don't know if that yeah, also I had... think that must be another... Yeah, yeah they be, were like, very embedded. Else I've seen them, yeah. yeah like, even Wee Man was uh, on Tony Akos Pro Skater 3, so... Mm. As a playable character, so yeah. They're universal. And getting to see these for the first time, uh, and, and especially 3D, like, it's... It was really cool to see, like, a very, you know, like, I think it's kind of a timeless version of comedy. Like, this is our modern slapstick. Uh, it is a modern slapstick like, to a degree, yeah. Yeah, and it's, and it's like, that's sort of, that's sort of where I, where I see this. Like, this isn't juvenile as we're, once we saw this at, um, so many years ago, but it's more, like, actual stunt work. And, yeah, and, and yeah, the big thing that really separated rad. it from other things is like, you know, it wasn't really just all stunt work, too. Like, in a sense, it was also a combination of pranks. They were just pulling pranks on each other, too, on segments. And that was a very big proponent, oh, too, in the mid-2000s. Uh, another MTV show, Punk. Big on pranks. Oh, yeah. Big on all that stuff. The prank humor was always a big thing. And even right before the third movie, man, like... It, it was a little bit universal. Finland had their own thing with the Dudesons, who eventually came to America. But we also had Nitro Circus. Like, Tremaine was just there trying to br- bridge this new generation because, obviously, you know, with the third movie... Oh, listen, recently Johnny Knoxville said he racked up over $8.6 million in hospital bills and medical expenses just for the first three movies. Wow. God. And yeah, and those and that bowl scene, and in that same interview, that bowl scene we seen the, the trailer for the new one that gave him actual brain hemorrhage. Like, yeah, like these are actual. That's why they say that because these guys have been stunt performers, and well, I, I say that's a loose term because I honestly don't think Steve was as much of a stunt performer as he much was. Like, I just don't give a shit. I've been, I've gone this far. This is what I do to mm-hmm. make a living. Like, like in the was it the second one where he puts the leech in his eye? Yeah. So, like, you know, some of these people say they're stunt performers, but it's to an extent. Like, I don't think Preston Lacey's a stunt performer. But, you know, they just love doing dumb shit, and they're willing to put their body to the test. And giving them and having themselves have that will to do so, that's what definitely separates them from other comedians in terms of, like, the slapstick aspect of what you're talking about. Like, with Buster Keaton and Charlie Chaplin back in the day, you, it was the slapstick, you know, you saw them getting physical, getting hurt, getting slapped. And obviously mm-hmm. in the 20s, it was probably a little more physical than we saw with slapsticks in the 50s and 60s. Sure, it was low physicality, but there was other ways to make that noise because, you know, sound and all these barriers grow and improve with technology. And that's what made, like, and like you're saying, man, like with slapstick, oh that's what made Jazz just... so great. Because it allowed them to truly be themselves, really just bridge past the levels of what was okay, what was nasty, and they just didn't give a fuck. Guess, as we've stated, I'm the oldest one here. Um, Jack has started. When did the show start? The the first movie came out. In, okay, so the movie came out in 2002. Um, my history with Jackass is. I hadn't seen any of it until uh, seeing it in 3D, the 3D 
uh, in theaters with friends, which, uh, 2010, it came out in October, I graduated high school, uh, in 2010, so it's kind of like a significant moment, I guess, um, you know, transi transitioning to a new stage of life, and then came back home and saw it with high school friends, and, uh, yeah, I mean, someone threw up in my screening of 3D, uh, which was pretty yeah. <laughs> intense. I almost Oh threw my god, up. that was reported on, too. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. That's crazy. I, I almost threw up, uh, but yeah, someone did. Uh, it was pretty crazy. And, um, I'll just say, like, watching these back, Jackass definitely would, even though I didn't actively watch it, like, in the early 2000s and everything, like, like Kevin was saying, it was in the orbit, it was very popular, um, I remember as well, Viva La Bam being possibly even more popular, mm -hmm. or maybe I was just, like, more of the right age group when that started, um, and, yeah, I, these just feel like a real significant part of, like, uh, the 2000s culture and like Kevin said like related to skate culture and everything you, when you watch these you see everybody wearing um you know stuff you would get at zoomies all that um so yeah it it's definitely brings me back I would say to like the teen culture of that time um and it was very cool mm -hmm. to see again yeah I think it definitely captures a certain I think as these things have been reappraised throughout the years, it captures a certain malaise. Like that's very much tied into Bush era, like post nine eleven culture and uh very Gen X y um Yeah. Uh kind of boredom, I guess, 'cause it's like I feel like this was kind of the energy that like friends would just have at that time. From what I've seen. I mean, they say, like, don't do these stunts at home and everything, but, like, people definitely Did were, do like, doing crazy people, shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's that kind of mentality where it's, like, when you tell somebody not to do something, they're going to do it. Exactly. I think that, was, that like, kind of thing was, was like, made fun of on The Simpsons. Um, yeah. You know, around the time that one of the uh, fans of Jackass died, it was, like... A thirteen-year-old kid, and MTV was like really coming down on the crew hard. Yeah, there was a senator in the early two thousands who was like, "I think we should really protest this. Uh, the jackass guys are not sending a good message to our youth, and um, like, what are they saying for reckless behavior? If like they're not going to do much to like show the consequences for their damages, because like you know you'll see." Um, you'll see them all get beat up oh, <laughs> and yeah. then like the next episode like their their injuries are still with them so it's not like like they act immortal but then like you know like what do they think is going to happen it's like so fun so interesting um because like their bodies are just as vulnerable as the rest of us you know? yeah yeah I was kind of struck by that watching them. Like, you never really see anybody, like, get seriously injured, which surprised me. Like, nobody ever, like, you never see, like, somebody go to the hospital. Um, and I'm like, people are definitely going to the hospital. Like, that has to be happening. I just think they're just not showing it. I think that's really what the budget goes for. They just don't tell you. So when you see your $20 million in budget, 
15 of that is probably medical expenses. <laughs> Seriously. Well, when we were uh, watching these, one thing that struck me was the budget between the three. I didn't um, I didn't look it up. I love that the first two look totally shitty. That's oh, just yeah. like, it makes it like a home video. A little no, bit. I, I only thought the first one looked shitty. Two looked uh, just like three to me. Oh, that's true. Yeah, what? yeah, I think... Yeah, I think look, three looks really good. Like they clearly yeah. had, like they got the jet. And like, um, yeah, that's that's true. D- two does look better. One looked the, definitely like home videos compiled. You, I don't yeah, know what the budget like, was, but it looks very small. much like the. It's the longer version of the show, and I think that they wanted to stay true to that. Right. Yeah. So I would and, and I, I love like you can notice one. Yeah, you love um, to see like. They noticeably take less and less damage of each of the stunts, and like as the movies go on, you can clearly see like the wear and tear. Um, like when you binge the movies. Yeah. 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 I would say by by the third one for sure, everybody definitely looks older, even though it's oh, only yeah. four years after too. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Knoxville looked older, but like I think the first Bam looked two. Older. Yeah, the first oh, two, yeah, everybody's in their 20s, I believe. Yeah. Well, what I saw was Knoxville's actually, like, a good deal older than everybody else yeah. of the main crew. But now in the in oh. this uh, Jackass Forever, uh, Knoxville has, like, white hair or gray hair. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a stress, but it, it was always just He's like it was 50, always a Tremaine and Knoxville baby, yeah. Which you know, it's 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 always evident because he's Johnny's always the one who's front center. He's the one introducing everybody. He's pretty much one of the main writing credits on every movie. Like it's like you could you could probably tell that a lot of the more funny ones were definitely conceived by Knoxville and Tremaine. When you see more of the yeah. gross grosser ones, I definitely don't know how much input they probably had in them. I. I, I will say personally, I was never really a big fan of the more grosser gags. Like in the third one, there's this one where they had Dave, like crouched, in a weird way, so it's like back, and then his like legs are like pulled all the way like this, and then his ass is pretty much part of a mountain mm-hmm. while while toy train is coming, and then he just shoots the lava, yeah, like, yeah. A, the lava shit, and I'm like, first things first, dude, what the yeah. fuck did you eat? And this was not funny. Like that was just nasty. Like. You know, like it's, it's not compared to something like the big hand in the the first skit where like they really yeah, that, that slide by that that was hilarious. That still kills me to this yeah. day. Mm-hmm. I think it might be one of my all time favorite skits, and it's just like you know, you you, you see the difference heavily. Uh, like, what, which quality. one? Which one got you guys like the most agitated? Like I, I could not handle the super glue. Like when when they were. Uh, oh, that, in, was, that wasn't too bad. Uh, I really was, like that one. Yeah, that was insane. Uh, what was um, I'm trying to remember which one I'm thinking of that I wasn't really vibing with. Uh, honestly, I I think the second to last one where Steve-O has to go into the port potty and does the launch. Yeah. Oh my god. That that one yeah, I was like, it... uh, no thanks. Man, how about how about when Preston is like on the uh, the bike and like they had to drink his sweat? <laughs> the, oh. That... That's where someone threw up in my theater. Really? Uh, that's, that's, yeah. that's the one that made me gag. Yeah, that was too much, man. Um, 
the the horse semen one was a lot for me as well. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Yeah. Just, he just gets me out of doing anything later. Um, no, there's a lot of good ones. The, uh, you know what's crazy? Whenever I even look, go back and revisit these films in a very messed up way, I start to think to myself, like, in my own work mind, what would I do? Like, what would be my limit in terms of what the stunts are performed in front of me? Like, the rocket carts in the third one, where they're just, like, on the, uh, on, like, you know, a lake little pier thing. And they're just rockets on a shopping cart. I'd do that. Like That one's cool, like the yeah. Worst, the, the worst I'd get would be a couple bad bruises. Like, it's not like I'm going to die. Or, um, you know, I would do, like, some of the less reckless stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, you wouldn't uh, shove an apple up your ass and then have a pig chomp on it. <laughs> like, Or I wouldn't, you know. <laughs> or I wouldn't stand on top of uh, that carnival game and then have somebody shoot a dildo. I mean, that's personally me, but I wouldn't have somebody shoot a dildo up my ass like that. Like, bam. Mm-hmm. Like genuinely, some of these are very, very creative, and I don't, I don't know if like I was yeah. expecting to be like, wow, there's a lot of, like, plan. I mean, very simple ideas too, but then yeah. you get to, um, like, they don't all feel, uh, just one note, I guess. Like, there's that one in, uh, I think it's two. Yeah. Um, Knoxville is cutting himself with that, with like the paper cuts in between his oh, fingers. Yeah. Oh no. No, that's where I draw the line. Like I, oh god, <laughs> yeah, I hate it's, it. Uh, and that's one of those cool things because it's like it's a movie that works in many ways. You can really honestly just sit back, watch it, pay attention to it, and focus and have a fun time. Or you could honestly just put on all three movies in the background on the loop, and it'd be great background noise. Like just to have there watching. Like if you're at a party or you're cleaning, you can just look up. Mm-hmm. It's a movie that benefits itself in many ways, and honestly, it's also very pro-gay. I mean, mm-hmm. in many ways, like, you know, they, it's, it's, it's a lot of what they do where it's like, it's a comfortability with their own body. It's a comfortability with expressing who they are and not looking and at also like in a certain way. And this one, especially there's a lot of like, there's a lot of dicks, yeah. you know, like, so, like how but, do but you con- make your male audience so comfortable with seeing that? Then, oh like, yeah. It's, a con- seeing, it's all, like, yeah. It's all about free form expression. Like, like, like. The one you said you couldn't handle, the super glue or whatever. Oh, like, yeah. they were comfortable doing that. That was fun. Like, you know, 69ing for two minutes. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like, you know, it's all about, you know, showing that these guys are like pretty much the people you would expect to hate on gays, like the dude bros, like who do the dumb shit and all mm. this. But, like, no, mm. like, they're very embraceive. Like, you know, and if, it, and if it's evident too, like the, the flags, they're always representative of the rainbow. Mm, right in that, especially in the uh, cold open with the opening yeah. credits. I guess wait, that's not cold open. Cold, that's like everything before the credits. No, it's just yeah, that's the credits. And um, yeah, I think that's really cool. Just to, and it like looks really good. And there's clearly, um, yeah, it's not. Like, I think they introduced. They want to introduce it, introduce the movie pretty differently than how they introduced two. Because like two, like I, I think two is great. I, I think I like it a little bit better than this one, but this one's still really good. They yeah, haven't made I a bad agree. movie yet. Um, but like with <laughs> all those bowls and like they, you feel like you're just like watching the movie as it's already begun. Like you're catching it halfway through. <laughs> yeah, I I think with the third one too, when you really look at it deeply, it's also the one where it's like. Even though there's a lot of greatness to it, you could tell that there was a little bit of padding to it, like um, the big skit with the um, 
with the big tree and the mountains and snow. That was them yeah. kind of pushed to dude sins, of course. And, like, you know, it's all a lot of the cameos included a lot of, like, stunt people like Nitro Circus and their friends from CYK and stuff like that. So it's, like, it's the one thing. The one big thing about Jackass 2 was its ever-growing rotation of celebrity guests within the movie because it's just, like, you know, it's for the shits and giggles. Like, Tony Hawk was in, I think, all three of them. Like, so was Matt Hoffman. Um, yeah. You always have different, like, people coming in and doing different things. It's, um, it's, it's pretty cool seeing, like, the complexities behind, like, like, the idiocy that is Jackass, but to an extent, the, the brilliance in it. And the kind of way these people, you know, put themselves in this kind of situation where it's like, I don't care how they see me, like, like, I may have this kind of reputation in Hollywood, but I'm also a normal dude. Like, you know, mm. and sometimes they also play off that persona, too. Like, in the third one, you know, they had Sean William Scott. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, that was, that was playing off, like, you know, the stippler, aren't they? Like, you know, he's hanging out with the dude, bro, but who cares? Like, they had football players, skateboarders, you know. And the cold, funny enough, the cold opening for the third one was with uh, Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. 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 Thanks for the matter. But. No, it's like I've written them down in my notes. Like, Shaw Williams guy plays football with everybody, and like that just feels normal, right? Just mm-hmm. like John Waters showing up in two feels normal, um, which is kind of cool that um, Johnny Knoxville is in John Waters' last movie just a yeah. few years later. Yeah, and uh, and then yeah, was, like Will Holdem is John in this Waters one. Like, second. yeah, I mean, I know John Waters was in the second one. So was uh, Jay Chandresker mm-hmm. from. Um, Broken Lizard, who I love a lot. Um, yep. I think they're very underrated. Um, but yeah, like this, the, it's, the ever-rotating like cast is always great, and it's always prevalent to the kind of culture they embody. You know, like mm. artists, rappers, etc. Like whoever is... Um, yeah, and they like, don't feel uh, like a mean-spirited kind of group. Oh, they're not. Like it's, it's very inviting, but the people that are... The people and, that and are hanging with them just feel natural fits. And even yeah, and even the reactionary ones are fun too. Where it's like um, the Wee Man, where he walks into the bar and then and then uh, <laughs> and the half pipe brawlers all come in as the uh, the cops and the yeah, the paramedics and uh, yeah. yeah, and everybody and they're just like and everybody's just like looking there in shock, but also like slightly like in disarray, giggling like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, like it's kind of macabre. Like wait, something's off here. <laughs> yeah. But see, but they never did like it wasn't like those other like prank shows, like the ones that I personally don't like now, um, like the Carbonara Effect or um, what's that other big one that everybody loves? Um, the Impractical Joker or Impractical is it Jokesters or Pranksters? The Staten Island dudes, but whatever. Like, because the uh, thing is, like, I get it. They're they're pranks, but like, they they don't really have a good bridge or fine line between like. What should, what they should be doing like for public and what should be doing with each other? Because like some of the stuff they do for like for the public is like very mean spirited. Like you like I'll tell you this. So when I was working at the movie theaters five years ago, I think there was this one security guard, this big big dude, right? And the impractical jokers were doing did something on him, right, with his car, and 
this dude was about he was living man like he was about to rack them a new one and that was a big difference between like you know jackass and them like jackass they did this for themselves they did this for the humor they knew who they are this is their bread and butter this is their life right they never went to the extent of really antagonizing or fucking with the public until you know bad grandpa because that was hitting camera but you know that was mostly just reacting to what he did to himself it was pain toward himself it wasn't like they were causing pain or messing with the public and at that point like it's what also brought jackass their own sort of like potential like even in the first movie sure you could say they fucked the public a bit but it wasn't even that crazy i mean Party Boy went to um, an electronic store, played a song, and it just got naked and danced in a, in a thong. Freaking Wee Man got himself right. under a cone. In Tokyo, and just yeah. In Tokyo, and just, you know, messed people on an escalator. Like, it wasn't like, you know, mm. it wasn't anything to an extent that could, you know, get people in trouble. Like, even with Punk, man, like, the Zach Braff episode where he almost wrecked his kid a new one because Donald Faison was pranking him and faking a scratch on his car and I'm just like like dude like there's a difference and you know you, I get the humor aspect from when you're trying to elevate the prank humor and the slapstick of it but like nobody can really replicate what Jackass was because for sure yeah it's 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 their personality I, it's their ego it's how they work it's like I think with any phenomenon less like this because like the first three seasons were massive from what I read that there's always going to be imitators and kind of like misread the point and what makes it special. Cause there's a huge amount of earnestness with the, with the movies and the show. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if this would be a full, full length television show now, or maybe this would just live on YouTube and, um, and have a, like a short form content. Cause like, you'll see a lot of people um, being like serious trouble mm-hmm. when they take pranks too far and, what the cost of that ethically is and like what even is a prank to the, to the creator rather than like the person being pranked. And, um, cause yeah, the, the key is like, there's very minimal hidden camera content here. And I guess like hidden camera pranks aren't really, they weren't as the norm as, as they are now. Um, but I think that's, yeah, I, I'll, on that point, um, I did follow up watching Jackass 3D with Bad Grandpa, which I hadn't seen before. And I know it's not the film at hand today, but it's interesting how after 3D, it's kind of like Knoxville was like, I want to do another one, but it's like separate because none of the other and He's the only one in it, I think. Well, yeah, but besides the same director um, and Wait, Spike yeah, yeah. Jones as well. Um, it's more of a Borat situation. And everyone was kind of like calling attention to Spike Jones at the time because he had that and her the same, the same year. year. Like, yeah, fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is interesting because it, it it's a different beast because it's not like just with the boys like doing stunts. It's like no, they actually like there is a. Ton- I mean, the movie basically is fifty percent hidden camera bad grandpa going in these situations and like fucking up with civilians but it also has like a narrative um and i would say like yeah it's like borat uh, like knoxville's version of borat um Mm -hmm. and it's like bad trip that's the 
I haven't seen that. Um, I saw it, but the, but that that's gonna be amazing. Amazing, yeah, I think it's, is it's it okay? And Eric Andre, I think I was love Eric Andre, Jack- but I, mean, I thought that trip was a lot okay, to Jackass. Yeah. Oh, he um, does. A lot of people do you know a lot to Jackass. Loiter Squad, right. Tyler, Jasper, Dolphin, all that. Yeah. And Eric Andre is going to be in this new Jackass like features, yeah. which I think is like a perfect fit. Yeah. Well, he has a writing so. credit too for it. Yeah, that's awesome. The writing. So, so I mean, one. That's one thing too that actually has me sort of little hype for the new Jackass as opposed to the um, mm-hmm. the third. The which, by the way, if it's not clear why we're doing three D, it's because like there's out now, and uh, we'll yeah. be doing more episodes like tying into new releases. Uh, Yep, and uh, yeah. with forever too, yeah. like the we're the, dating uh, ourselves with this episode now. <laughs> yeah, but the uh, the writers, I mean, listen, unlike past movies where you had the writing credit be Tremaine Knoxville and then the whole cast, and maybe some like low key one or two sketch writers, like this, the only two like main cast members or people involved with Jackass who have writing credits are Knoxville and Tremaine. Everybody else who pitched and wrote the script and probably. The gags for this one were Sarah Sherman, Eric Andre, mm-hmm. Colton Dunn, Andrew Weinberg, all of which have written sketch comedy before. So what I'm expecting, what I'm loving is that Jackass is going to, you know, that the, the whole, like, unlike past ones, it's going to be more grounded. Because that's one thing I also, you've also noticed with, like, every Jackass, especially three, like, they're, they're, they're grounded to an extent. Like, some stuff happens too quickly that it's just, like, it's not always that funny. Like, some of them do work, some of them don't. Like, the T-ball, which mm. was very quick, that one worked. Um, yeah, I like that. Any, like, I still don't think many of the snake ones worked. Um, I do, I see where you're going with this. Because, like, one that stands out for me that is just, like, this doesn't really seem like a full-on idea is, like, their friend Will farting. Oh, uh, Will the Farter? Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah that wasn't a big okay. one. Like, that was yeah, like, that was okay. Where are we going with this? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I get it. Like, and, and then, yeah, like, um, Bam starts to light a cigarette with the fart. It's like, okay. <laughs> this is like, I mean, I kind of goes to the idea that Knoxville has always thought of Jackass as, like, Looney Tunes, where it's like, you're kind of nailing it on that end, but then, like, I don't think it works as a stunt more so as an idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But no, like, yeah, and it, like Tyler mentioned, it's it's really crucial that these people feel like our friends, right? Cause mm-hmm. I think we can all imagine someone reminding us of, you know, we know someone like Preston or, uh, or Ryan Dunn, or we know someone like Steve, like someone yep. who just like has shades of these characters. Like they're real people, but they also play characters. Um, oh yeah. Cause I don't, I mean, from what I know, like, I don't think any of them are heightened versions of themselves on the movies or the shows, but also mm-hmm. they feel like not real people. You know what I mean? Like they'll play themselves, but they're also characters that other people have written for them to play. Cause like, they're so iconic at this point. Um, mm-hmm. And they've all built, or most of them have built careers uh, after this. I, was reading I, I kind the- of brought up a similar idea. Uh, weirdly enough, it's so different on our OJ versus, uh, our, the people versus OJ Simpson episode, uh, or, oh my God, OJ Man in America. That, that's it. And that, you know, television has like emphasized real people to the point that they don't feel real, that they feel imaginary. Yeah, I would say, I mean, when these came out, 
probably most of the people seeing them, um, you know, had had that history with them from the show. And then obviously, I would assume more people saw the movies just because like theatrical releases. And we were talking about they did really well. Well, it's not even uh, just that. I mean, just their presence and culture has always just been there. I mean, think about what's even a big proponent on the internet today: fail army, fail culture, watching people like fail videos. It's in a sense very equivocal to Jackass, except more reality based and very unscripted because like it's just unfortunate that these people. And this happened to this person, but in some off key way, like you could see if you take this concept and we work it a bit, it would easily be plausible in a jackass movie, you know? Mm, for sure. I think that's a great comparison. Fail compilations are now where um jackass left off. Like that mm-hmm. that version of comedy is like that's inherently funny. It's like seeing someone just like fall down and like mess up something that everybody else can do. Like, that's just, like, that can make anybody laugh. And mm-hmm. um, inherent humor, like, that can, I feel like the Jackass guys just kind of perfected that. Yeah. Or at least most of the time did. I do think that's interesting. Um, Kevin saying earlier brought it all the way back to, like, Charlie Chaplin and Buster Keaton. Oh, yeah. And, and especially Knoxville, because I, I think that he came um, to performing wanting to be an actor. That he's just like a performer at heart and not so much like Steve literally went to clown college. Like, okay, they're coming at this in like very different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's visual cues to like silent comedies. And that's pretty cool. That like, I think it makes this all the more easier to critically engage with. Yeah. And people have really like made sound arguments and like there's, sociology uh professors who have like really studied jackass ever since um ever since really 2010 that they're they're like there's more to this uh seeing people you know hurt themselves and get hurt is like inherently hilarious like you go back to like abbott and costello and like three stooges yeah this is like our three yeah that's like this for the 2000s and like i was worried not too much but i was thinking going back to watch these i'm like you know you go back to watch some 2000s comedy and sometimes it's like oh like this hasn't aged well and there will be like homophobia or racism embedded in it and like i wasn't really like getting any of that from this um yeah except for the end of the first movie when they like dress up in middle eastern like yes like (laughs) i think that's like a bit okay well you guys um but uh, but I think, like, the the prank... I, I forget who's in the... Do you guys remember who's in the trunk for that one? Like, the way that they oh, yeah, conducted yeah. it is really well done, but just, like, okay, do we need to go in that direction? <laughs> uh, yeah, when he has yeah. the bomb strapped to his chest, yeah. and it's, like, <laughs> fake terrorists. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. That was, that was, that was uh, very 2010, too, though. I mean, we just did Four Lions episode. Right. A lot of... Uh, and, and at that time, uh, Bin Laden hadn't been killed yet. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, a different time. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first one is a pre-9-11 movie, so it's, like, even more. Like, yeah. Even... Or no. Well, film, yeah, it came out in 2002. 
um, oh. the first movie. Yeah. Oh God, yeah, that's oh, man. I I thought two was two thousand two. Okay, two thousand six. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious though, in three D, like, what did this look like? Was it just the slow motion was coming at you? Uh, no, it was actually very clever in three D. Um, it was very focused on making sure that your your three D experiences wasn't. You know, it's like oh, like it was just forced. No, it was actually very, very uh, fun and intricate. Like uh, the skit with um, or the prank where they uh, tied the uh, helicopter on his dick. Oh my god, that was in three D. Uh, parts of the wolf farter was in three D. Like the three D was very very clever in its approach. Mm-hmm. It wasn't all the time. Um, T ball, that one was a good three D one. Um. So it, it wasn't very padding or trying to keep you, you know, it, it, it wasn't like back in like the 80s when they were trying to cash in on a 3D craze with like, you know, Amityville 3D, Friday 13 3D. It wasn't like that or like in that era and soon to be following after Jackass 3D where a lot of films are released in both 3D and 2D without, reasoning it, without yeah. any reason for it to be in 3D. Specifically, a lot of the Marvel movies. Yes, yeah, very much like coming yeah. in a uh, post-Avatar world. Yep. So um, you, so it was one of the few that didn't feel like an oversaturation of of the three D in terms of its use. Yeah, this was less than a year after Avatar came out, and just the beginning of that. Like I, so I bought the Blu-ray for Jackass three D, and it comes with uh, two pairs of glasses. Still, nice. which is crazy. That's sick. Uh, <laughs> I, I should have kept them, but I threw them out. Um, Big fan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- that, man, that early 2010s was like the, the three yeah, push. The there were some, like Kevin said, there were some notable, very good 3D releases like this and uh, Hugo. Um, yeah, famously Hugo. I forget which else. I remember seeing Clash of the Titans in 3D. Oh, why? Uh, why? It was a terrible movie. Why? Um, yeah. Why was that even an option? I I think I saw the sequel as well. <laughs> Is that oh Wrath of the Titans? Is yeah. That right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad we've gotten past that, though. Because I think we slowly start to be like, okay, what is the deal with these glasses? And then it's just like IMAX is like the new, like evolved version of 3D. Or it's that it's not so much like the images are projected at you, but it's now mm-hmm. uh, they focused on the image and like how it's more clear that the 3D also provided. I think. Well, I mean, it, IMAX has been around a lot longer than the 3D, but yeah, yeah, and uh, I would say 4K. But yeah, uh, I, I don't think they're releasing Jackass forever in 3D. <laughs> that'd be that'd be sick. <laughs> 40x are we seeing in 40x that that would probably be cool um mm-hmm. i've only seen one movie in 40x ever uh it was I've hereditary never seen 40X. oh wow it's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, oh my god it, it's it's an expensive ticket i wouldn't do it all the time but it was cool mm-hmm. but yeah like i think um like i have all the stunts written down if we want to just go by the stunt and just talk about that. Sure. Yeah. 
Um, so like we've done slap hand, which is great. Um, bam, just like <laughs> with the flower and, and like, that was so perfect. I think it's, it was like, you know, someone falling for a whoopee cushion. A little bit. It's just like yeah. everything went right. And, uh, I don't know. Uh, the bees, uh, Steve oh, with that fun. hat and like that, that, that's all oh, the tether bee. Yeah. And the limo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I like the jet engine one. That was a very clever one. Um, yeah, the jet engine. Yeah, I have that next. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I love like when they threw the football and it's just like, Oh, Oh yeah. Oh man. That's so, yeah. And, uh, and Ryan, uh, like sitting down and just like blown, keep blown, blown away. Yeah, um, yeah. And then there's Knoxville. He's like trying to tame the ball. I think that they're doing that again and forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you already mentioned, the toy train, and then we have Wee Man and at the bar. Um, yeah, Dun- Ryan down at the at the porta potty. Oh my god, so yeah, so gross. He just blew himself. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> Um, okay, then there's the one and the, uh, I think it's the production studio that they film some of the stunts in. Yeah. But it's like everybody is trying to hop across the tires and the tasers yeah. are coming at them. Oh, that was <laughs> ah. great. Yeah, I like yeah, that. And Bam wa- yeah, Bam walks away like, it, I hate tasers more than I hate snakes now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but <laughs> speaking of that, that's actually a good transition to like the snakes, like, Oh, guys, no, like, that one's actually, like, really hard to watch. Like, Bam yeah. is, like, legit. He's really yeah, upset at yeah. it. Yeah. I am kind of curious oh, yeah. if, like, anybody had a fear like that, because, like, he's so adamant about snakes being the line yeah. he won't cross. And, yeah. My mom the, uh... is definitely afraid of snakes. I'm, mm-hmm. like, impartial. Mm-hmm. The uh, pin the tail on the donkey was great. Oh, oh my god! Okay. Yeah. Where, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's. I think that's with Chris. The real donkey. That, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, like you couldn't. Even, like, like, there's no way that could be. Yeah, and he just like calls it quits. Like, I can't. I can't pin the tail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then there's like super glue. Um. Oh yeah, and then Preston uh, has the football kicked in his face. <laughs> by the. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with a kick, professional kicker. Yeah. Very 2010 moment is bad grandpa lip syncing boom boom pow by the black eyed peas. Oh yeah. And I then love that. runs the mm-hmm. runs the motorbike out of the glass window and like this like once they cut to that shot of like the uh uh shop owner helping out mm-hmm. Knoxville and like you can clearly see the entire store and like the window is like clearly framed on the right. You're like, okay, this is bound to break. <laughs> yeah. There's there's no way this isn't gonna end with uh <laughs> With like you know, everyone just like being as they are, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then there's Pontius the Barbarian, which is like that was great. Yeah, where he crazy. faced off the yeah. scorpions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was really. Uh, there's so many animals in this one. There's a lot of animals in puking in this one. Oh yeah, they love their animals, man. Yeah. Uh, the roller <laughs> buffalo. Mm-hmm. That was great. Yep, the pig. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. And then everyone threw it. Yeah. yeah. When they throw the apple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the sweat cocktail from Preston. I could not with that one. That was one I was. I yeah, I couldn't. St- I couldn't. St- I had to like walk away. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, and, and I think you know they mentioned it in this stunt. That's worth mentioning now that this was around the time that Steve O 
got sober. Um, he was very heavily dependent on drugs and alcohol at the time. Pretty, like, very well-documented case of someone at their at their yeah. lowest and, like, a very public... Uh, yeah, he's uh, not in uh, so, sober. His notable three moment is the porta potty. Um, at the end, yeah, because that at was the like end, sort of mm-hmm. the same but, vein as uh, Johnny's in the past, mm-hmm. but crazier. Yeah. yeah, I did notice he wasn't in three much compared to two, where he's like definitely yeah. one of the main guys. So I, I can, I can speak to that a little bit. That he was, he was like, okay, if I'm gonna get sober, then I'm gonna go all the way. That I can't just go. And spend the time that everybody else spends, but I'm going to double that, right? So it's yeah. like he talked to a doctor, and he was like, "I'm going to stay at this um, like facility to help me um, bring down my my uh, my treatment, and I'm going to stay there for like a month when it's recommended for only or two months rather when it's recommended for thirty days." And so he was like um, balancing time between filming 3D and uh, staying at this facility, and I think that the porta potty stunt is like maybe the day that they had him the most, which is, it's just really interesting that he was like discommitted. So like, it's a good bravo. Word. I think people, yeah, people have like really, uh, applauded Steve-O for his effort. And it's like, yeah, really oh, inspiring. And yeah. that's yeah, yeah. in contrast to, I, I was doing reading up on Bam's situation. Oh, yeah. It's really which sad. Is a tough, yeah. uh, Wikipedia read. Um, yeah. Doesn't sound like, Obviously, don't Wikipedia that. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't sound like. Uh, and like we said, this is gonna come out after Forever's already out. But it doesn't sound like mm. he's featured in Forever much. Cause, no, uh, he's, he sued Paramount. Yeah, yeah, he's had a lot of issues to say the least since 3D came out, and they wanted him yeah. on Forever, mm. but um, he was causing havoc to say the least. So yeah, and and it sounded like they were. Right. right, and they sounded like Bam and the production got along pretty well at first. Would like you know, I was drug tested and complying with their rules, and like how oh, you can't show up high anymore, and like or or you had to like take down because he's he tried sobriety and like mm-hmm. kept relapsing inside, and it's really really sad because uh, the the passing of Ryan is like clearly having an effect on him and. It's, it's Never like, too, man. Never really yeah, right. You, you can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. It really sucks to see because, like, there was, some, there was a video that I watched. Like, Bam never wanted to be this famous, that he never embraced the popularity, like, I think Pontius and Steve O did. Knoxville clearly loves being famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think someone who wasn't mentally prepared for that will clearly do that in... too, so it's like he's yeah yeah, yeah exactly knoxville like watching these back uh he definitely gives off i don't know maybe like movie stars like too far but like no yeah. no i know for sure i don't think that's too far at all he has like an energy that like the rest of the guys are just like ragtag like group of guys but he's like front and center he he's a good looking born guy. to be the leader yeah yeah I, um, I, I saw Knoxville's around my yeah uh, Knoxville's around my dad's age and like it's pretty cool to to see like wow like he really still has it like in every one he's like the leader but also will never yeah 
will try everything. Mm-hmm. He's like the most safe, but also the most courageous. Yeah, and I think it's in three where he's doing a lot of like jumping in the ring with the bull, and like mm. I'm like, bro, yeah. you are crazy for that. <laughs> like hell no. I- <laughs> I forget which one it's in, but there's that seesaw where, like, four of them are balancing each other. Yeah. Where the bull is, like, chasing after them. And he never leaves the pin. Where he's just like, you, everyone's else is out of there. And, like, he's trying to, like, not even fight it off, but just jump over it. Like, oh, my God. Because <laughs> he's, he's an entertainer. And he, and he realizes, like, if I bail on something or if I go half-assed, then the... And I think he's someone that's not just thinking about the now, but he's, like, thinking about the product for how it looks afterwards. And that's pretty cool to see that if this is really supposed to have the feeling of a friend group then like this is the most mature one but also the maturity is also uh, like balanced out with having fun <laughs> does that make sense yeah for sure yeah yeah um let's see so like the next stunt uh dave aaron pinning the tail on the donkey yeah we got that uh yeah and then he gets kicked in the nuts that's it's like that's crazy um yeah, oh, and then the next one that we haven't talked about is, like, the dog, and it's just, I think the the sketch is just called Bad Dog or something, um, yeah. where he, like, is climbing on that post, Bites and, like, on the, the dog is biting ass, yeah, <laughs> Oklahoma, Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, God, it's like, this is, like, so simple, but, like, yeah. why is this, it's so and effective. That's, that's the one time you do see him in the ambulance after that, like, getting actual medical Oh, yeah, treatment. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, the that's only right. time in all three movies you see, like, someone mm. getting actual med- medical treatment, which yeah. um, is pretty significant. I think there was a clip uh, from the TV show. I didn't watch much of the TV show because it wasn't streaming anywhere. Um, yeah, it's crazy. And it was... They gotta yeah. put that on Paramount. Yeah, seriously. Um... And it was Steve-O who was, like, running on coals or something. And yeah. and he, like, falls into this hot bed of rocks. And he's, like, you can see, like, the flesh and it's, like, bubbling. Like, I hate it. But, no, that's another instance that you saw medical treatment. Okay. Um, I find it really funny that in a lot of these, you'll see them talk to professionals. And it's, like, like it's kind of cool to see, like, how much it'll take. Uh, for a person to die from bee sta- from like a bee stinging you, but yeah. then like, what does this do? <laughs> like, it's showing professionals being there and taking care of uh, all the guys. It's like, yeah, they must be like, what do you? Oh my god! <laughs> like, the professionals must be so like concerned because this is like the worst case scenario <laughs> for what they study. Almost. No, most definitely. Yeah, yeah, another one like that was. Uh... Pretty sure it's in three where they they're in the the ball pit with the anaconda, mm-hmm. and you see like the snake guy there. Like he tells them mm. everything, oh, and then the, yep. You also I noticed when they were doing yeah, that they all right. have their wrists taped because mm. I would assume they're like the guys like look if you, if this thing bites you in the wrist like you might be done. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. That's it for you. Yeah. <laughs> but. Jeez. I mean, now Anaconda was mad. There, there were so many snakes. Like, when he takes them out of the chest, it's like, oh, my God. It's Yeah. It's like one, I think, Bam would still have that same reaction, but a handful. They re- they really went all... I feel like they kind of, like, pissed off Bam for a while. Yeah, he um, was like... That was a lot for him. And another one, I 
can't remember if it's in two or three where they put the alligator in in Bam's parents' house. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. How about um? And speaking of their parents, like Preston's mom and dad are like they have their whole thing, right? They they were a part yeah. of the spinoff. I'm pretty sure. And then like the yeah the gorilla with Will Holdem. Oh <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's so many animals in this one. <laughs> yeah, there's um, animals, man. Yep. Yeah, it's so good. Um, Pont- and then, yeah, the next time Pontius rides the motorbike, mm-hmm. trying to get into Wee Man, but then like, <laughs> like clearly misses by so much. And uh, like, yeah. this is the one where he's dressed up as a leprechaun. Right, that's a yeah. good one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really it's, like, like not even that big of a jump, but it's like, wow, you just like totally face planted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Don really sells every every stunt he does really well. Yeah. Like he's so like over the top about them all it yeah it yeah it, it's funnier it sucks to see him so like full of life and like he looks genuinely like such a kind heart yeah like a kind soul uh yeah yeah and this is, this is like ah oh my god it's so it's so sad like whenever i read or watched anything about like how how it had an effect on i think this must be why i think age too but it must be why they had such a big gap between this and forever mm-hmm yeah, um, sure. that Steve sobriety must have triggered, um, like being on Jackass must trigger, like relapses and Bam's whole ordeal. Like, yeah. I think, oh, man, Bam's a really sad case. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, he so, like, still seemed okay in in three D. I thought. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He looked good. Um, that that wasn't his peak. Started his peak was like after. yes, yes, I a, agree. It was a few years after. Mm-hmm. If you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems like it. In and out of uh, and all that stuff. The yeah. next one. Oh, this is the one where uh, Ryan and Steve startle the, in the animals by playing instruments. Like when oh, they're, yeah. they're dressed in that getup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, yeah. The, the, yeah, the ram. Oh, right. And Steve gets caught his foot in the, like, the yep. fence or whatever. And. Yep. <laughs> And I think Ryan's getting mauled by one of the yeah. one of the animals, and it's like <laughs> he can't move or do anything. It's, yeah, yeah, that's really good. And I think after that is when they pull out uh, Aaron's teeth. Like, oh god, oh, that was like, oh, yeah. I like away that. from from the from the tooth. Like, and they're all dressed up by dentists. Yeah, they yeah. called it like the Lamborghini dentist. Or yeah, something like that. Oh, yeah. God, yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, like that's that's another like the classic gags is like tying your tooth, your loose tooth to like a doorknob and like slamming it. It's like I think that's a really good one. That's like the opposite of the of the farting friend, where it's like this one feels like very well thought out and elevated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, I like that. There's a prank, or oh my god, prank! Like I think those are more stunts than pranks. So that's why I'm like hesitating calling them pranks. Yeah. Um, and there's clearly a GoPro being used on one of them. And I think of GoPro as like very early 2010, like late 2000s, like something that just came yeah. into popularity. I remember a bunch of my friends were getting GoPros like when we were, when we were kids. Like, what are we going to use yeah. these for? But just that they were popular. Yeah, just how everything's being captured in, in 3 you can tell technology has like leveled up to make this a lot easier because in the first one you see them holding like legit like digital cameras yeah. which <laughs> i remember from my childhood which like 
very crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes you nostalgic. And I and I like that they show that cameraman like this having yeah. such visual visceral reactions. Lance, Lance. yeah, Lance. yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. <laughs> throws stuff on the camera like, oh my god, it throws yeah. up a lot. Yeah, <laughs> don't blame him though. No. Um, there's a moment when Bam says "fucking dick sucking motherfucking asshole" uh, <laughs> yeah. after being taken out of the pit of snakes, and I, I thought that was like, okay, <laughs> like, yeah, that's good. Yeah, we can just like, I don't know what to do with that. Um, yeah, and then we got Steven the porta potty. We were talking about ah, fucking gross. <laughs> like he just he walks I out of there and wet. just like covered in oh my god, yeah, it's so wet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's. Oh man, I I can't even like I've never walked into a porta potty. I can't like when I'm when I'm like in an outdoor event. Like I'm I'm just like I can, I'm, I, I can hold this. Like the yeah. idea of stomaching something like that. I just do you guys have that? I mean, I do that it. Reaction like, grudgingly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I wouldn't do it. I would feel like, do. Yeah. Right. 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 Um. And then what's next? We got. I think that's the last one, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and then it goes to, like, time. the closing stuff, which is cool. Mm. Yeah, and, like, the uh, imitators to Jackass, it's interesting to see that they never really worked out. It's just yeah. this one ha- is such a lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. 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 And where MTV was at the time, and then where they... And it's interesting, though, like, they couldn't show some of the things that MTV was was uh, okay with showing. Yeah. And it's just like, that's what made them move into feature films. And then to look at where MTV was in 2010 and how successful, or mostly successful, the Jackass crew was in 2010 when they put out 3D, it's kind of, kind of cool yeah. to like see the parallels there. Yeah, t- 2010 MTV. I'm trying to think. That was, that was like peak Jersey Shore. Right. Mm. Well, that was a transition into yeah. more. And it's also like it's also like scripted. Yeah, and mm. also MTV was like so different from when Jackass started as the show, and then yeah. when 3D came out. Yeah. Yeah, because like Kevin was saying, uh, in the early 2000s, early to mid 2000s, MTV was like. A very different beast from like what it would be yeah. ten years from now. Like every every teenager watched MTV back then, because mm. this was like, I mean, pre YouTube yep. and everything. Um, and so people hadn't like migrated to getting their entertainment online at all yet. So back then, mm-hmm. it, MTV was like a shared community type thing, and they had Jackass and uh, all that stuff was just huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like the go-to for rebellious culture, I guess, or or just like transgressive. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool to look at how well this movie did. All of them did very, very well and ended up at number one yeah. at some point. But this one, like, it was above. Um, like, I, I, we don't really talk too much box office on here, um, unless a movie like fails and is notoriously bombs but you have things below jackass 3 at the time in october 2010 like the social network uh paranormal activity 2 red secretariat 
um, life as we know it. Mm-hmm. And then like this, this movie made a hundred million dollars. And it's like, I wonder, and notoriously all of them, um, don't cost very much yeah. to make. So it's like, I wonder how forever will do like, obviously like there's a few asterisks there, but well, here's the thing. Um, they all have a pretty good track record. It's the... the only competition it has is Moonfall. Yeah. The Roland Emmerich, that also comes out the same weekend. Yo, I would... Roland. I am dying <laughs> to see that movie. I, I kind of am too, yeah. King Roland. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I I presume Jackass will do better. Oh, prevail. Than that, prevail. Yeah. It's Jackass. I was worried. I thought it might be one that Paramount did um, as like a day and date release on Paramount Plus, but I guess they haven't been doing that really like HBO. Like, because people were saying, oh, are, is Paramount going to put Scream on Paramount Plus the same day it comes out in theaters? And they, they were like, no, this is like theatrical, and they're doing the same thing with Jackass. Um, and it worked out for Scream. Like, people went to see it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, but horror movies always usually work, though, so it's not really... That's true. But yeah. I but I get what you mean, though. It, but to be honest, though, comparatively, it did way better than it should have. I think 50 million opening weekend, which was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scream? Yeah. I think Scream was like 30 or 35, but was, for the pandemic, definitely still really good. Yeah. Or 50 yeah. worldwide, yeah, you're right. But, it, yeah, it seems like Omicron was such a spontaneous thing, and it was sprung on us pretty quickly, um, that having simultaneous home video and uh, theater releases, it needed to be, like, planned out more. And Scream happened, like, at the time that there was a rise in cases, so I bet, like, maybe there just wasn't enough time to pull the plug. Yeah. Yeah. It might it might be just the same here, but I think like Jackass Forever has had such a long time to get here that's just like no, just like put it. Th- I think like people just want to like see this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess one thing I do wonder though is because like we're eleven years or no twelve years removed now from from three D, mm-hmm. so we're like a whole generation after this the one's last in two D again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and like you said, Jack, you hadn't even heard of Jackass till very recently. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if uh, the next, the new generation has any affinity for this, and even will care to see it. Whereas, you know, people in their thirties are like, "Yeah, I grew up with Jackass. We'll go." So, it, yeah, it should be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think the the new blood that they're going to bring in is crucial. That Knoxville saw it and was like, yeah, we can't just like do the same things with like Steve and Chris and Preston. Like it has to be um, a mix of bringing back everybody, but also uh, catering to a new generation, right? Because it's like bringing in Eric Andre. I'm sure mm-hmm. like I, I would know um, who Eric Andre is and he's going to be in a new movie without realizing what Jackass was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it does suck that the the three movies aren't like readily available. Like 
mm-hmm. when we were watching them all. We had to like yeah. rent them all. Yeah, uh, I did if, the same. If yeah. they were streaming, presumably on Paramount, I, I, it must be a rights issue that they're not able to put them on there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think it's pretty cool that they had like the spinoffs, like the two and a half, three and a half thing. Yep. Yeah, I was saying those are like DLCs, kind of for for <laughs> yeah. each yep. movie, kind of like yeah. here's like the extra so content stuff they did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys ever subscribe to that Big Brother magazine, the skateboarding? No, but I've subscription. read subscription articles in my yeah. Day. Oh, that's cool. It, it's just like skateboarding and yeah. So yeah. there was a, there's many skateboarding magazines though. Not many lived past. Uh, Thrasher's still around. Um, I can't remember what the other ones are, but uh, yeah, no. Big Brother was very big in the 90s. Uh, big fun in skateboarding. Um, a lot of backers. Tony Hawk. Uh, it was That's that's where, obviously, we, we were going to segue to, I'm assuming, where Tremaine and Knoxville met, and that's where Knoxville filmed his first stunt for. Yes. Yes. Exactly. I was going to... Um... Because, like, the, like, the history and, like, how this thing all came to fruition, like, it's pretty interesting, but it's also not that, not that great. Like, there's no coincidences or something like that. It's just, like, yeah. there were right connections and, like, Spike Jones was in the middle of um, creating the look of skate videos and really pioneering how music videos were formatted, right? So I think, like, once he was brought into the mix, he had connections to, like, get them to MTV. Mm-hmm. They were originally going to gonna audition for snl which is like imagine now like <laughs> the jackass guys on on snl i was actually thinking earlier that like mm. that'd be cool if uh yeah they got knoxville to host or something yeah oh man yeah that would be cool you'd be so, I, I think it'd be yeah it'd be great it'd be good. Um, at the time that we're doing this episode like where i think uh Willem dafoe just hosted and it's it. taken him like so long was that um, his and first similarly time? I was just going to say, you know, like, that's Willem Dafoe's first time ever hosting. And it's like, similarly, it feels like Knoxville is such a presence in pop culture that I feel like it's their time yeah. sort of energy permeates them. <laughs> it's like giving Knoxville the Oscar. It's time. <laughs> but it's yeah, honestly, here's the thing, though. Like, I was thinking about um, Simon Rex and, like, Red Rocket just came out. It's very new. And, like, what if someone wrote... Uh, Knoxville, like a very um, dramatic turning role that's like can sort of tap into those uh, 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 charismatic charms that we kind of see in the Jackass movies, like how he kind of commands the screen. And yeah. I, I don't know, that'd, that'd be kind of cool to see like someone like Sean Baker tap into that. Yeah, totally. I'm, I'm almost surprised that hasn't happened already, mm-hmm. um, especially with him. He's been, yeah, and he's, like, been in movies, but it's not like he's led one. I think we, and we've done Movie 43, but he has, like, pretty small role in. Probably go ahead and jump into favorite scene, although we have covered all extensively, but we could highlight the ones we like the best, probably. Yeah, I mean, if we have any other other thoughts or something that we we read of. To be honest, (laughs) it's really hard to pinpoint, like, a favorite scene because you're just, like... In disarray, because like, what is the scene in these movies, man? Like, you might as well be like, "Well, your yeah. favorite guy." <laughs> I was just gonna suggest that, like, maybe we should do favorite stunt instead. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, 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 for sure. Probably. Yeah, but just just as like one more note though, um, before we go into it, like, I don't know, I I find the way that this is 
impacted so many people, like pretty interesting. Um, and this like, you know, like number two was, sh- or number one maybe was shown in like a museum in New York city. Like it's taken pretty seriously now. I, I just, I think that's pretty rad. Yeah. Um, and there was an interview recently, um, uh, when everybody was promoting forever. Um, I think with Pontius, Steve-O and Knoxville, they were asked who suffered the least amount of injuries out of everyone in Jackass, and they all answered Jeff Tremaine. And I'm like, okay, that's that's pretty true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, exactly. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah. I think there's a moment in Forever that would feel earned if, like, he was involved in a stunt. <laughs> yeah, right? Mm-hmm. That'd be brilliant. I guess I'll give... Yeah. Like one final thought I have on it too. Yeah, before yeah, yeah. we get into f- favorite scene or favorite stunt, um, it's just like what struck me uh, watching all these is one felt kind of like a trial run for what this would be, or or like the low budget thing. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, right after the show, they basically like let's just turn the show into like ninety minutes. Um, mm-hmm. Two felt blown out bigger budget and kind of like everybody was still like really in their element with it everybody kind of like in peak form for it and Mm -hmm. then with 3d the movie at hand i think you really felt like the culmination of everything a a culmination of an era um i think it feels feels like a reunion too that's what I, like I was going to say, yeah, like a yeah, reunion, yeah. like getting the guy mm-hmm. back together for like one more go around. It kind of feels, mm. it has that energy, especially when you get to the end and the credits roll and they show some home videos from everybody's childhood and from their mm. early days, like just getting started. I think it even shows like camera date from like 98, 99. Um, and it's just like, man, it like makes you feel good and and you can and it shows like the making of and you can tell they have so much fun together making this yeah um it was it was really nice to see so i still think two is probably quote unquote like the the best jackass but three really i don't know surprise me is the right word but it's like i think is also very very i think three's aged really well yeah Mm -hmm. yeah ultimately like like with movies that came out in the first half of the decade, you can kind of be like, like you, like you were saying, like you can be wary of its politics, but then this one just comes and it's like, they know their blueprint very well. And that's pretty cool to see. Um, I think too, at this point is like getting a reputation as one of the great American comedies as well. Yeah. And I kind of, I subscribe to that, you know, that's that. Yeah. They really nailed it. They, I mean, like I, like I just said, like they are, blueprint was also very well tuned for two as well and yeah like we've said before also with one just felt like a stretched out version of the show um and i think that's like i think that's possible just since the transition from mtv to paramount was kind of quick um that their cancellation or i don't know was it a cancellation or did they just like all not want to do it anymore like knoxville was just like if i can't water the if i'm gonna be watering this down like i don't want to do it i think that was pretty much the gist of why it ended mm-hmm. did you guys yeah like that's pretty much 
Yeah. Uh, I didn't I mean, see what if yeah. it was oh, canceled okay. or um yeah. or they are just like, Yeah, we're done, we're doing movies now. But mm. you could you could tell they they are thrilled to be doing the movies where they don't have limitations on like bleeping out curses and everything mm-hmm. which it would be weird like watching this and we're bleeping mm-hmm. out curses where it's like this this is rated our shit like <laughs> yeah, 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 we're gonna yeah. say what we want and like, i can't imagine and everything a lot of dicks so yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah any final thoughts kev or no, nah, I mean, honestly, I, I've been I've said everything I had to say about Jackass. I mean, it's yeah. honestly just it's just a, a it's just a pivotal shift in how our culture really was post nine eleven and just the absurdity and nonsense and not giving a fuck attitude that just really dominated mm-hmm. the counterculture, especially with punk rock and what it was in the two thousands. Yeah, absolutely. What, what we saw in those music videos and how people really dressed. So it's like it was prevalent all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's it's like it, it'll be interesting to see how it's evolved into 2022. Yeah. yeah. Or, if it, or if it'll just be like even more of a melancholy reunion because they've now officially stayed or like Knoxville's at least said like I'm done after this one. Like I don't know. Like I'm I'm 50 now. I can't even... Um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, anybody want to go first with favorite stunt? I still got to... Honestly, it's probably the high five. Dude, you played it off so good. Hey, what's up, Doug? <laughs> reset, reset. Aaron's walking in, and we're going to have him bring in a whole tray full of soup. Pop it in there. He's not going to do it. What? I don't think he's going to go for it. Can you bring the soup in? <laughs> we need you to bring this tray of soup into the kitchen. This is all flour for our friend Bam. We're going to antique him when he gets here. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, I love how they keep going back to that camera angle where it's just like the vibe just comes out of mm-hmm. like it's not even in focus like it just comes out of nowhere yeah <laughs> uh I think yeah. when he they got Bam with it was the best because he's like carrying mm-hmm. all the soup right yeah 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 the co- I, I thought it was, yeah it's soup yeah. <laughs> and the flower oh my god <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. um favorite for me I was going to say one, but that would be, I think, kind of the obvious one. So I'll go in a different direction and say, I don't think we've even said it yet. Um, But when they're sending people uh, off the ramp um, and in a shopping cart, or is it a shopping cart? No, they're just like, and they're not in anything. They go off a ramp above the river and then they shoot them with paintballs. Oh, Uh, yeah. Oh, the duck hunting. Me and the boys are about to do a little duck hunting. Whack, 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 whack. Pull! Oh, shit! Oh, oh. Are you guys all right? What are you doing? Ah. Ah. Thank you. I don't know. When, when we jumped, somehow I got under him. He got on top of me, and he landed on me. His I head smashed me. <laughs> I'm shaking. That, so <laughs> that was hilarious. Now it's Parks' turn, and this duck's got a little more meat on him. Quack, 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 quack. Pull! Quack, 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 quack. Oh! He's in him the Look at the feathers. Oh! oh. oh. Hey, what you trying to say? I got welted. It's like fucking bobbing to a beast. We killed Quack Quack. My whole back stings, so it feels like. Yeah, yeah, 10 11 right there in that one. Alright, since we load, get done on there. Looks like Dunn's up next. Ready, see, sucker? This one's a gobbler for sure. Good fucking God. But I gotta give it to Paul Bunyan's 40-foot fucking car. <laughs> you look like Buck Rogers going through time, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I felt like I was in in the air for a fortnight. Duck hunting, yes. Yes, yeah, I did not write this down. Yeah, that's right. They're all in, like, canoes. Good catch. Yeah, and yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they do it a few times. They shoot a guy up in the air and the, the lamp yeah. blast him with paintballs. Like, man, and it has oh to be God. painful. Yeah, Jesus. I've yeah, never been gnarly. paintballing, so I actually don't know how yeah. being hit with a paintball yeah. feels. But uh, I imagine not well because you get welts and everything. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I got like this one isn't from three, but I forgot to mention like one that really got rise out of me too is uh, Knoxville being bit on the nipple by the uh, baby alligator. In the first one, yeah, I understand. That's in the first yeah, one, I, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I, I understand that one's pretty iconic, uh, and I can totally understand why. Like, oh, I, I mm-hmm. oh, man, these people, these people, crazy. 
It's just like, I can't even, it's like you imagine what it would be like to your friends. Like, man, could you imagine putting like a fish hook in your mouth and like to be able to see someone actually like go through with it? It's like a whole other level of discomfort. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it could so easily be cringe. I think like cringe is what you see now with people that are like taking the wrong lessons from this. We should do favorites on every episode. <laughs> I'm just being like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. Um, I'll say Will Oldham and Chris uh, with the gorilla outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just funny to see Will Oldham pop up in this. It's like, it's pretty random, but. Ape and Phil just arrived in Los Angeles, and as soon as they check in their hotel room, there's going to be a gorilla in there, a.k.a. Chris Pontius, and the trainer here, Will, who's going to try to tame him, but it's going to go horribly wrong. Basically, all hell's going to break loose. It's going to be a blood orgy. It's not random. I'm sure, like, they're all just like friends with Will, and it's just like, hey, what, you guys want me to be on this? 
And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not like they like contacted Will Oldham for this and like brought him in. But no, to see like it's Preston's mom and dad that that are pranking this. I thought it was Bam's mom and dad. Is it mom? Okay, yeah. Because they're obviously like the main characters in Viva La Bam. They're Got it's it. all about him and his parents. So yeah, yeah, they're always fun when they pop up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay, so it's Bam's parents. Um, when they're super glued to each other, or is that Preston's parents? Kevin, am I right about that? Yeah. It's Bam's parents, yeah. right? Yep. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like when, when it ends and like it reveals it's like not a real gorilla, like you see Bam's yeah. dad like taking a shit, like <laughs> so scared I couldn't yeah. even run anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's pretty funny to see them like go somewhere where they prank other people. Like that's not themselves and it's not strangers, but um yeah, the fact that they get their mom and dad involved is like, oh my god. Um, but that's yeah, that's Jackass 3D. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this yeah, it sucks that this is like the only one that we get to cover. It's like, oh man, I feel like I have to, like, because there's no other opportunity that we get to talk Jackass. But no, it, it was pretty fun to like go and actually check these out. Um, I think I I would have yeah. since Free Forever was is coming out, but yeah, yeah, it was cool to revisit for sure. Um, mm. and like we said. Bad Grandpa was a couple years after this, but it, it's oh, a, yeah, that's true, it's a different yeah. thing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, it feels a little different. So, yeah, mm-hmm. these are like the core text of the uh, 2000s, or I yep. guess 2010 as well. Mm. Yeah. Kev, thanks so much for being here. Oh, of course. It's a pleasure anytime. to have you. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you have anywhere that the listener can find you. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I have my own. Uh, I have my own blog where I write at the weekly cues, really centered on music on that end. But I also write about music in terms of film and other film as well for the Twin Geeks. And uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Pigeon Montez. Uh, and that's pretty much it. You awesome. yeah. You reviewed uh, you reviewed Scream for Twin Geeks, right? I did. I did. Oh, cool. How'd you like I it? I liked it. Good review. I liked it. It was yeah. a very good movie. Yeah. Not That's everything all the worked, but says. I had fun. Yeah. 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 I, I just keep straight to the point. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Thumbs up emoji. Yeah. That's right. It's good. It's go. good. It's no uh, Halloween kills, right? Yeah. I like the more than Halloween kills. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's no Halloween kills. Oh, <laughs> That's <God>. the review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like speaking, like that's that's another example. I thought that Peacock was gonna be like, okay, we need to move this to our streamer, but or or wait, did no, they, they did, yeah, yeah, they yeah, did yeah that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, but yeah. It's but that movie still killed, yeah, yeah. People didn't like it, but it it made money, yeah. <laughs> it's bad, but people still went to see it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, um, but they could have saw Last Duel when that came out. Okay, yeah, but uh yeah, that that was that was October. That was a weird time for for movies. Yeah. Like people just like didn't know where to put things. <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, I can be found on Twitter at Jack A. Draper. My writing on film is on the Boston Hassle as well as my own personal medium. Uh, this movie isn't like we've discussed. It's not available anywhere. Uh, I feel like it. Yeah, like it could either be 
only a matter of time until Paramount Plus is finally going to put them on their service, or it's a right to you, and it could like we could find them elsewhere. But yeah, other ways, TV stuff is weird. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, next week is Black Hat, Michael Mann's 2015 thriller. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, Brandon Stressing will be here. Uh, you know, it's it's like finally we get to talk about a real movie. I can't. Can't wait. <laughs> no, no, but like, yeah. Oh, it's so good. I can't, I can't wait for you to watch it. Yeah, yeah, it'll be my yeah. first time. It's the only Michael Mann of the 2010s, right? Unfortunately. That's so yeah. bummer, man. Yeah. He's doing that HBO show now. Yeah. I mean, like, that movie made so much money, though. It made, like, $18,000. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, Black Hat? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, like, something like that. It might not be the exact number. But... Uh, it was a flop, yeah. Yeah. It rolls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to watch it. No, it's, 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 you're, you're going to love it. You're, yeah, no, you're going to love it. You're going to, like, model your whole personality off it. I just, yeah. We're all Michael Mann apologists here. <laughs> of course, yeah. No apology for Black Hat. I want none of it. <laughs> There you go. Uh, hell yeah. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at TMoneyTalks. Um, I believe by the time this goes up, uh, as we discussed, Jackass Forever will be in theaters. And Yes. Go see uh, Jackass Forever. I'm, yeah. we're, we're all, like, guessing it's good. <laughs> yeah. but, like, how, how could it um, not be? Yeah, yeah that's true. Because, like, I'm... Like, it's almost guaranteed they're just, like, doing Jackass again. Like, they're not going to, like, uh, yeah. you know, there's no narrative. And, like, this isn't going to be Bad Grandpa where they're going to, like, throw in a narrative just to try something new. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming. I'm, I'm also curious to see. Uh, I'm not sure how much of they, how much of it they filmed before the pandemic and after and how that'll mm-hmm. be a factor. So it should be interesting. So they actually just started right before the pandemic. Like, I think they were a few weeks in. And then they picked up, I think, that December 2020 or, like, early 2021. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, yeah, like, they just... It's pretty pretty wild. Yeah, they just started. Yeah, I've seen a lot of stuff like that that come out Mm -hmm. the past year. Um, Yeah, I think Power the Dog was another that, like, they just... We're like starting out Station then, Eleven, like, um, yeah, Succession yeah. season three, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, but yeah, by the time this and then goes like off... you have the the opposite examples, like the card counter was just finishing. <laughs> and oh, that's just okay. Like, yeah, yeah, right. But that, my movie of twenty, the last duel I know is just finishing again. Yeah, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but no. Anyway, um, by the time this goes up, I think uh, me and Calvin kind of. Uh, from last week's show, our yeah. TV piece will be up on Twin Geeks, uh, oh, talking yeah, about so. our favorite TV of 2021. Um, yeah. Try to remember what I put on there. Yeah. The, the North You're really... Water. <laughs> 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 the show fucking goes. Uh, Colin Farrell. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the AMC one, right? Is that the... Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, um, so yeah, be sure to read that. I'll link it on Twitter and yeah, stuff. Yeah, we'll retweet um, it. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. You're you're really good about TV. Like I, I strive for that. I have been. Um, yeah. Rec- as Kevin said, recommending uh, Abbott Elementary right now. Watch that. It's <laughs> a good one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you all so much for listening. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter. 
at ETT Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at Exiting2010s, and you can email us at ExitingThroughThe2010s at gmail.com. Uh, the stunts heard today on the podcast were performed by Do not train. podcast at home. Yeah, yeah. everybody, be, be careful out there. Yeah, yeah, they're um, trained professionals around us. <laughs> yeah. We'll catch you next time on Exiting Through the 2010s. Thank you.